been listening back to the show? Do you listen to yourself? No, I never listened to the doctrine because, I mean, it's a lot of Eric. <laughs> if I know that I did something that I was proud of, then I'll go back and find that part and like maybe ask Travis to listen. Or Does Travis listen to any of these? Yeah, he listened to them and he instantly was giving me criticism. <laughs> and then later I asked him to listen to this casting call thing that we did on Radio Labyrinth that like was just me and I'd sent it to Tim and I asked him, I asked Travis to listen to it and he also started critiquing it right away. I was like, Hey, so I, was like, I don't need you to kiss my ass and tell me that you love everything I do, but I at least need you to start with the good points about it. And then you can tell me what you think should be different. Now he's just going to say, it's great. I loved it so much. Right. And that's what he started doing. I was like, no, 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 no. Hey, I tell him all the time. I said, anytime that he does what I like, I tell him, thank you. Like, this is all I want. I just want to be seen and heard. He doesn't find that to be patronizing? No. Right, I probably am patronizing, though. I've gotten a lot better since I was on the Zoloft. Thank you, Trav. No, I just tell him, like, see, it's almost like a good boy. Good boy, you did it, good boy. <laughs> I guess that's pretty patronizing. Yeah, throw him a treat. She gets yeah. some snossages. <laughs> and then he gets angry, but he still eats it. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to eat this, and I'm not going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. All right, do you want to start? Should we start? Yeah, because you, you're on a schedule. you got to get to your sushi date. Historically, I don't like sushi. I had sushi semi-recently, and I liked it. So I want to try sushi again. You ever so see to... that website, Sushi Night? No, what's that? There were, I think it was like a, was it from Uruguay? I'll find Uruguay? it. There was just, you go to the site, it was a flash site, and there was a song that played. Sushi night, sushi home delivery, sushi night. <laughs> Where are um, recorded notes stored on the phone? Memos. Memos. There it is. I may have recorded it on here. Wow. And you still have it on that phone? Well, I, did, I recorded it from the computer into the phone so the, you know, the quality isn't the best. That's funny. That's like when we're kids and holding up a tape recorder to the radio. Yeah, and that's what this was. Who do you think sang that? that. Who, do you th who do you think sang that? Uh, it's just some voice guy. I home delivery. I always think about that. Like there's so many jingles out there that people do have to sing. They're actual human beings. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's Lab out there. Security systems. <laughs> Our service puts us above the crowd. That could be you. You should look into that. I wish it was me. I had an agent for a while. I never got work. I mostly got jobs from people I knew at Clear Channel. Just calling me and saying, are you available? And then I stopped being available because I was in school. Did you have a reel? Uh, I did. I don't know. Probably was a really crappy reel, like doing uh, spots for Southern Nights. I was doing spots for like QT. Well, that's a big one. Yeah. But that was through the station. So it was local QT, I'm sure. I did a hair cuttery commercial. Hair cuttery. I was British in it. <laughs> That's insulting. There are real British actors out there who need work. Oh, you're right. I also did a breast augmentation place that was up in New Jersey, and my cousins called me when they would hear it. They would like, oh my gosh, I heard you. That ties right into our show, right? It does. Welcome to One Topic, where we try and stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. Oh, I'm hi. Hi. I'm Greg Russ. Hi, Greg. I forget that I'm supposed to introduce myself sometimes. So today's topic is, I don't really know exactly how to title it. It's about augmentation. Uh, Cosmetic not, surgery? Plastic surgery? See, but it's not really surgery necessarily. It's, it it's includes that, but it's also like Botox, fillers. Body modifications? Know. But when you say body modification, I think of tattoos and piercings. So you don't want to talk about that? No, I don't. You want to talk about Unless, people? No, no. I'm, I, I purely mean like the aesthetic. So let's talk about specifically, well, mostly women's aesthetic. I always like to ask why, yeah. why? 
because uh, I am 36 and in June I'll be 37. I know you're already 37, right? <laughs> Whoa, you're old. So Choking old. on my coffee. Are you 37 now? <clears throat> yes. That is, isn't it weird to, it sort of hit me, like 36 still is like close enough to 35. 37 is like, whoa, that's real close to 40. That's the late 30s. Yeah. The way I always view it, 30 is just 30. 31, 32, 33 is early 30s, 34, 35, 36, mid, mm-hmm. and 37, 38, 39, late. And that happens for every decade. Yeah. So late so- 30s, you're approaching the late 30s. You're probably interacting with people who are born in like late 90s at this point who are adults, and that's going to freak you out. Well, I know one time Jared brought in his little brother when they were trying to escape the hurricane, I guess, uh, that had just come through. And he brought his girlfriend, and they were real young. And I sort of, that's when I felt my age. I guess they were in college, so maybe they were 21, maybe. They were out drinking with him, so they must have been 21. But yeah, they were super young, and I, th- I, I saw Whoopi Goldberg on TV, and she had those really big sneakers on that are really popular right now. I, I can't say that I know. I don't know what they're they're called. Uh, I don't know, some fancy name. Really big sneakers that are popular right now. Yeah. Let's see what comes up. But I said that they were so, I was like, look at her sneakers. They look like geriatric old lady sneakers. She's like, oh, those are, oh, Balenciagas. Oh, I, what, I've never heard of this. The first thing that came up was the Fila Disruptor 2. That's a big oh. shoe in itself. Oh, here it is. The Balenciaga Color Block. Ooh, they're so $950. Yeah. So the chick knew. First of all, she came into the radio station. It's, it's not winter, but it's late fall when were we there last december yes yes okay so it's december she's wearing a crop top and she's just being like such a girl eh? (laughs) like the girl i make fun of on the doctrine and then she knows what these sneakers are and she's like on her phone the entire time i don't know i was listen i'm sure she's a lovely person but I just, I don't relate. I didn't relate to girls like that when I was that age. And I didn't relate to her, especially now at this age. But my point is, is that as I've gotten older, I go back and forth between seeing the changes in my face and not loving them to um, sort of remembering seeing my older cousins at this age and thinking, wow, they look really cool and like grown up. And so I feel that way too. Like I feel like you kind of um, get more comfortable with yourself and so you feel more confident and then you don't try as hard to look good and then you kind of end up looking good because you're not trying as hard. Like you're still conscious of, you know, what you're looking like and how you're dressing, um, but you're, I don't know, you're just like better at it, right? I find there's still to be a disconnect. I know what you're talking about when you come across people who are old and you're like, wow, they're so cool. Then you get to be that age and you don't feel that age. You still feel like the person looking at the older person who says, wow, that person's cool. But I look like that. Yeah, but it's hard for me to actually look at myself and think, oh, wow, I look like that. There's that. That's the disconnect. Oh, I see. See, I I can I feel like I can see that, but I don't feel that. You know what I mean? Like I can see that I look different and that I look like the way that I was impressed that my cousins looked, but I don't feel any older and I certainly don't feel like I dress like a mom (laughs) or uh, I know so the other day my neighbor gave me the best compliment saying that I was I walked to the grocery store the other day and she said that later that afternoon she said that she saw me and she thought I was a teenager I was like oh it's just because I was far away and I'm short you know (laughs) she said no you've got style but she just like said it really casually like I've got style and that made me feel really good how old was that person (laughs) she's our age all She's right. got two kids. The real judge. The real judge is the people who are younger. I'm sure you look old to them. Like in terms yeah. of the way you dress. Yeah. Not not just. I was just wearing jeans and a hoodie. That's a that's a thing. Like where I don't look. I'm not dressing like an old person, an older person, and the kids look at you. Like, oh, look at that. Look at yeah. that middle aged loser. <laughs> I would never. I be bet caught. she doesn't even know how to play Fortnite. No way. Yeah. Which is a shame because you're, apparently you're missing out. Ugh, I've tried. I'm not good at the. Okay, another thing about being older. 
maybe this show should be about being older <laughs> with a focus on the aesthetic. I don't well, know. here's the thing. You're not older yet. 30, 36 is not old. No, and I don't think that that's old. It's, but it's, I do it's, think it is. It It is the time when you start. And I don't know. Maybe you feel differently as a dude. But like you really do start seeing differences in your face. And I recently had to start doing my makeup differently because my face kind of changed a little bit. And the thing, the thing that I had that had always worked for me stopped working for me. I think this is the time where you first start to notice that it's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to happen. You turn thirty, and you're thinking, "Wow, that really happened." I got to thirty, but get to this age, and the changes start to come in. Like I said, I have a friend who lives with his girlfriend. He's thirty-three. I think his girlfriend's twenty-five. And then a family friend's daughter moved in as their roommate, and I was talking to her. And she just let it slip. I was born in 1997. And uh, you remember that earlier, the coffee, this? Yeah. (laughs) That was my reaction. Really? 1997. I had a fully formed life at that point. It was in disarray. I was in high school. You know, it stayed in disarray. Maybe still in disarray, but it was there. (laughs) There was an identity and I had beliefs and thoughts. And this was a baby just being fed out of a bottle or a breast. Sure. Helpless. And here I am then having a conversation. It's fine. This is what happens, right? But uh, but you mean like your peers now? Because you're not saying like it's because I was thinking, well, my kids were born in 2017 and 2014. No peers. Yes. People you're hanging but out with on a kids. social level. Yeah, that is weird. Which maybe so, is a sep- like living in New York. It is different. You interact with a lot of people. And I'm not saying that your life doesn't present those opportunities but I assume where you live in a suburban area, the people you come across and hang out with are probably people your age who also have kids. Similar age, yeah. Unless, but then I I don't see a lot of other, the, the, the other moms that I see, which is the only thing I can compare to because that's a huge part of my interactions here is as mom, because <laughs> I'm, you know. So the other moms that I see I think they look like moms. Look at those moms. So what and sets I think them apart? To me, I don't look like that, but I must. <laughs> I think you probably do look like that. I guess I am wearing leggings. You do have your own style. That is some some people just move straight into a generic look. And yeah. I think you keep up a certain style, the autumn style. It's yes. evolved over the years. As you get older, you can't be as crazy with it or as cute. Exactly. Because you're older and so it looks it's weird. <laughs> it's just weird when an older person's trying to look cute. And I do and that's something that like I don't feel very vain. You know, like we'll get to it later but like about, you know, any sort of augmentation whether it's fillers or botox, in it, the bottom line on paper I'm against it. But in in some ways I think about doing it, but that's later. But um I do think about how old I am and what's appropriate. And me putting on a ton of makeup like these kids are and Instagram and, and, and YouTube videos is weird. I'm not there, you know? And I really like, <clears throat> I really like nail art. That's kind of fun to do like as a little hobby, just like as drawing on your nails basically in different ways and different techniques. But <clears throat> I can't do that right now. Cause I got a life with these kids. I can't grow out my nails and do fun things to them. Cause that's not where I am. I got to do the dishes. I got to, you know, get, I have to wipe kids' butts. Like, I can't have super long nails or do anything fun like that. And that makes sense. I can't wear cute little skirts. Like, I, not, not like I wore short skirts, but I just can't wear certain things like I used to. And I'm, I don't even want to, but I am aware of those things. And just like I said with my makeup and having to change that, like, I'm paying attention to that. And I think that, like, when you see women who grew up in the 50s and then they still have that same haircut and they still do their makeup the same way, I feel like this is where that happens, where I could just keep doing that thing that I'm comfortable with because it's just what I've always known and I remember looking good. So I'm just going to put on that blue eyeshadow and those big pink lips and my bouffant hair and I'm just going to go out because that's how I looked good and that's what I'm sticking with. But this is where you have to start paying attention if that's what you're into. Well, I think you should evolve your look because you evolve as a person. You're not the same person now that you were back in your mid-20s when you right. were wearing the skirts and doing the nails. So why wouldn't you evolve your look? Anyone who just sticks with the same look throughout their life, I, that's kind of giving up. I, I'm not saying... It's playing it safe. 
It is, but it's like you're not even thinking about who you are because I just assume that your style would change and evolve as you changed and evolved. Well, and that's something too. Maybe people are not paying attention to who they are. Or maybe their their priorities aren't there for that. I think there's a lack of self-awareness with a lot of people. They just, you get to a certain point, then you stop thinking it's supposed to be this way. I'm an adult. This is the way it is now. I shouldn't uh, be interested in these certain things. I shouldn't be acting this way. And then, But then with that logic, then I should be doing whatever I want. Well, you're making choices. Yeah. You're making choices that fit your life where you are now. Mm-hmm. So it's a different thing than keeping that haircut from the 50s that you right. had within your flapper dress that you never, <laughs> never got rid of. Well, for example, like a lot of moms, when they have their kids get short hair because it's hard to keep, it's harder to keep up with longer hair, you know, and kids pull it and it's in the way. And a lot of moms end up just throwing it up in a ponytail anyway. Um, but there's a lot of, I think as you get older, you don't have to get the short, short, short hair, like, like a boy cut or even... Um, hey, hey, hey. Why does short sorry. hair have to be a boy cut? Sorry. Pixie? <laughs> you can have any kind Military of Military style? Yeah, any hair. Yeah, Sinead O'Connor had a good uh, hairstyle. She did. And apparently when I buzzed my hair in high school, people said I looked like her. <gasps> that means you're beautiful. Does it? I'll find yeah, a Yeah, Sinead O'Connor is beautiful. Go back and watch that Nothing Compares to You video. I'll find a picture of me in high school because it was easy. Just buzzed my own hair. Yeah. And then people said, hey, you got a picture of the Pope you're going to rip up? Well, I was going to say long hair on older women. It doesn't, well, not older, just like a little bit older, like 40s, 50s, looks weird. I think at some point it goes the other direction. When you're really old and you have long hair, then it's kind of cool. Yeah, a lot of old ladies do go with short hair. Yeah, because they're old. They can't, like, keep it up. They can't, like, I don't know. It's probably thinner, though, too, right? What's that? It's probably thinner at that point, too. So the longer it is, the more you can see that the hair is thin. Hmm, maybe. Like, it weighs it down on the top? Well, we'll do a follow-up episode to this one in 40 years when we're in our 70s. Yeah, and we're still doing this show? Yeah, still doing this show. And, uh... We'll we'll talk about how our styles have evolved since then. <laughs> I wear hopefully by denim, then I wear denim pants without pockets. Hopefully by then an elastic just, waistband. <laughs> it'll just be a computer for me speaking in my voice. I'll upload in my brain. <laughs> so wait the uh, the what what's it called has happened? What is that called? Singularity. The singularity's happened. It's supposed to happen at some point. The Age of Spiritual Machines has a, a date for it, which maybe at this uh, this juncture we've passed. Mm. Well, you know who I'm doesn't have to for. worry about the way that they look? Computers. <laughs> That's true. You get rid of that completely, which would be a great relief, I think, to humanity to stop worrying about our looks, at least in Western culture, which I'm going to ask you. You're talking about how you're, in theory, opposed to getting Botox or modifying your looks in any way. But it sounds like you're somewhat interested in it, and I want to know why. What are you trying to achieve by doing that? I'm just trying to achieve the the best result that I can get without doing too much. Because I think right now, and maybe even earlier than now, like this age, this is when women start to really consider it and start getting it. Because... The lines here around your mouth start really coming in. You're, when you smile and stuff, there's a lot of fine lines that happen out here, like above your cheeks. And, and then even like your jowls, you know, your face starts to drop just a little bit behind your chin. And um, they talk about aging in women and how you want to be an upside down triangle with the point facing down. Who and says as this? You get, huh? Who says this? Because it's a youthful look. So that's that's what I'm getting at. You're, this would only be done to achieve a youthful look, which I think we've already established you don't necessarily care about because you've changed your style to match your age. But the so, problem is is that the these middle ages are like um, when you're trying to grow out your hair and it's a weird in-between stage. You know what I mean? Like when you're younger, you're just younger. When you're older, it's great because you're just older. Like you're actually old. 
and you've got lots of wrinkles and character and it's kind of beautiful in a lot of ways like these older faces it's also because you've crossed the tipping point and whatever you could do to fight it it's it's futile at that point there's no but then at that point you're kind of grateful that the person didn't fight it because look how interesting like they, they look like an old person and that's kind of fine you're so what's old. It's what's great. so but then during this middle time is when like things start to look a little weird and then women start producing less estrogen and then they look a little bit like men and then men start to produce more estrogen they ended up look like women <laughs> yeah this is natural this is what happens why is everyone trying to fight it where's the pressure coming from is I mean, I've always cared, and I guess we could say that must come from somewhere. Like, I got it from the world saying that women should try and stay youthful. I guess I, I want, I, I don't want to look unnatural, and and getting any procedure done, there's the risk of looking unnatural, and I, and that's what I refuse to do. Well, the procedure but, is somewhat ageless. And we've talked about this, I think, on Eric's show before. But I've always felt you get some kind of Botox or plastic surgery, something done to your face. Whether you be in your 20s, whether you be in your 30s, you automatically just look 42 years old to me. See, that's when people go too far. Because think about someone like Kylie Jenner, who had thin little lips and had a face that looked like a normal person's face, even like Bella Hadid, she looked very different and then got these subtle little things done, jaw contouring, Botox, but in like subtle places just to open up your eye. Like there's, there's, you know, there's Botox that you can put in different places. So it's not like you're trying to erase wrinkles with it, but instead it relaxes and tightens certain muscles. And so like it opens up your, it puts like an arch in your eyebrow. And so it makes your eyes look a little bit more open. I'm still opposed to it. I am too, because if I did it right now, I think that I have the potential Unless I go somewhere crazy, but if I go to someone who's good and they do a subtle job, then I could look great. Like, wow, you look refreshed. You look, you're glowing. You look beautiful. And like, maybe I wouldn't need as much makeup or who knows. And I don't hardly wear any makeup anyway. But anyway, the, but then you got to keep that up. And every time you go, you're spending money on it. And when you leave, you want to see the result. And that's where I think people get into trouble because they, they want to get, Oh, and then maybe it also gets easier to do bigger things. Like, well, I've been going to this person for a long time. They've made me look pretty good. Um, there's getting, we're getting to a point where Botox and fillers and whatever else they're doing ain't cutting it anymore. And so they're saying, you know, I'm getting a hooded, uh, uh, what is this called? Eyelid. Right. Because you're as you get older, right, the skin here starts falling down and it can make you look old and also stuff gathers under your eye. And so people say like, OK, well, I trust this person who's been doing these procedures. Uh, they, they're convincing me to get this eye surgery. So you do that. And that's when you start looking like, you know, uh, who's the guy who had the chicken place, who's the gambler, the no one to hold him when no one to fold him. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Right. You you get those weird little like pulled eyes and you look you're like fuck i did it i now i look weird and now i've gone so far i've gotten a surgery and so what how do you correct that you probably have to get more surgery so you s- just don't do it in the first place I don't think, do it in the first place I think, but then you're stuck in this middle zone where you're like that's no. okay that's what you need to come to terms with it that is okay and then somewhere someone's saying oh easy for you to say you're a man <laughs> I, I, your privilege. I, I'm not even saying that. There is a double standard. Men can age, and as long as you're not getting overweight, it's like, oh, look, dignified. I like that gray hair. And I have to say, I'm excited about my gray hair coming in. I am not, if I were balding, that's a different thing. I think yeah. I would freak out a bit, but I don't think I would fight it. Maybe, I can't say that. That is a tough one. So, so maybe that's your. Well, thing. what I'm trying to set here is I understand. But you're not going to win with balding either. You can try the Propecia. You could go as the... far as getting the transplant, hair transplant, if you like. Then you can have hair similar to one of those creepy flapping eyeball dolls. Um, Think about Steve Carell. He was he had the balding on the tip of his like forehead in the first couple episodes of The Office. He got plugs, and he looks great. It's true. This is it's a tough issue because. If someone's doing something that makes them feel better about themselves or themselves, I'm fine with it. What do I really care? Go no. ahead and do it. 
I think the problem I have is the reason they feel that they're not good enough to begin with is because society has set this standard that I think is ridiculous. So there's a distinction there. Within this world that we live in, if you want to do something to alter your look because it makes you feel better, fine. Great. I say do it. Bigger picture, it's disgusting <laughs> that our society has set, set these standards and dic- oh, okay. is dictating these I thought these you were terms. saying they were disgusting. No, I, not the people who do it, but it's disgusting that people feel like they have to keep up a youthful image, which came out of what? Television and movies and magazines. and. It, I mean, it could be from there. It depends on the person who's who's taking in that kind of thing because, I mean, I don't take a lot of that stuff in. I guess it could be just ingrained in me, but I just want to look similar to how I did before. But you can't. It's, it's changing. This is what right. happens. And I'm, you like grow- I said, on paper, I'm fine with that. And you take care of yourself. That Don't confuse the two. Like Not looking youthful doesn't mean you're not taking care of yourself. You should certainly right. take care of yourself. Well, in that, and so what I I am planning to do <clears throat> is is something like a chemical peel, where it just removes you know like a layer of like of your epidermis, like of your skin, and so it it takes away any um, like discoloration and it tones you, so it pull, it makes the skin just like a little tighter, and so you can, but it's very subtle and. All you're doing is getting rid of some skin, <laughs> which I'll wait. So that that was my argument that it was okay. That sounds bad. You're just getting rid of some skin. Yeah, like a snake, just shedding That's, that layer of skin. Yeah, shed the layer. Get some youthful, new. Make your body say like, "Oh no, something's happened. We got to make some new skin." And so that's what it does. And I mean. I feel like that's and getting like a facial, like a, a anti-aging facial or something. Like that's my idea of that's my threshold of what I'm willing to do. But when Living Social sends me emails saying that there's you know some sort of cosmetic spa that's offering a discount, I highly consider it. And I think, hmm, hundred and ten dollars for you know however many treatments of Botox. Interesting. What what would happen if I did that? Start with the peel then. Give that a go. Hopefully you don't get the plum face. Well, the plum face comes... Okay, so I want to talk about this. When we see celebrities who look crazy, like Madonna in the 90s was great, right? Like, I don't know how much work she had done. Maybe a little bit of something. Then in the 2000s, she started to age and she looked pretty good. But now she's all plumped up. And it's because you, you're fighting so hard against the any sort of like um, quote unquote defect in your skin that you're plumping yourself up with those fillers. And that's when people's faces, oh, and then everyone's so into lips. Everyone's getting these big lips. And so you're stuffing your face full of fillers and you're plumping up your lips probably just to even out what is going on with your face so that you can keep in proportion aesthetically. But you end up looking swollen. Lindsay Lohan looks swollen. And there was uh, no reason for Lindsay Lohan to do that, by the way. Madonna, again, I hate that she feels like she had to do that, but probably if she didn't and just aged normally, her career would have ended, which is going back to our society and how I think it is pretty gross that you know, I don't want the middle-aged mom singing me my pop songs anymore. <laughs> so... She was in a circumstance where she had to react. And like you said, it gets to the point where you fight it and you have to fight it more and fight it more and it goes out of control. Uh, the plum face I was talking about, though, the chemical peel, sometimes it burns you and makes you purple for a week. Oh. I don't know if that's chemical peel, but I know people have done something to their faces and it's the whole face. And for a week or two weeks, it's purple. It looks burned. Oof. And then it goes away, seemingly, with no yeah. no bad effects other than the two weeks you have to walk around in public and you know you think people are staring at you now i want to do like a medium level chemical peel that you can get at home yeah, just don't look like, like i already grimace. do the surface Stay. level one that's like glycolic acid or something i don't know anything about the differences so i went to blue med spa in midtown shout out they were awesome in I atlanta spent, when you were in atlanta yep in atlanta and i got a anti-aging facial from this woman who was really cool and she was into our show. She didn't know the show. I was telling her about it and she's like, that sounds so cool. 
Um, she'd moved from California. Anyway, she said, <laughs> um, she gave me a ton of advice. And so if there's anybody listening who doesn't know what to do, I would say spend some money to get an anti-aging facial from someone who's reputable and good, who has good reviews and ask them for advice. She said to try and get something like this done once a season, which I think is totally reasonable. Like when this, when the seasons change, throw a little money at your face and <laughs> get something nice for it. And maybe that could just be part of your like self care regimen. Like people go spend money on the gym. You know, I guess you could, I, I'm really just trying to justify spending the money. Again, do what you have to do or what you want to do. If you're going you, to try you something. To, you have to be self-reflective, right? And figure out why you're doing it. Are you doing it because you feel like your husband's going to leave you if you don't look good? That's probably bad. If you're, Are you doing it because you see these housewives on TV and they look good and why don't I look? That's they don't look bad. good, by the way. What's Those that? housewives, they look like creatures, Frankenstein's monsters. Just they do. The more you watch it, the more you get used to it. You know, put put together through discarded parts from previous housewives. Like that season's over, chop them up, and then they take the parts and they create a new housewife. That's what that looks like to me. Yeah, they all get like, you know, new teeth. Well, they that even, changes the shape of their yeah, mouths. Everything is yeah. and and is it because they're on TV? They were doing this before. I think there's a standard that they feel like they need to uphold, and with, with but their, then being on TV. That all, that's, that's the thing. That's what I think when you're in any kind of public eye, it really runs wild because there's this fear of rejection for looking normal. So you'd rather look like a monster. That is more acceptable than looking your age. Yeah. Tell like, me that is about, not insane. Um, Tell me that is not the most. This is like Hunger Games in the capital city. All yeah. the people sitting there watching and then laughing <laughs> and the colored hair. This is what this is. Or if you could bring someone from the past into the future, or if you could sell someone from the past in the future, people are going to be injecting themselves and putting plastic in themselves and modifying all of the, it's dystopian, crazy world. Yeah, you're right. But here we are. It's run wild. And that's why I, I think about when it started. I'm not saying people don't care about their looks, but there certainly was a time before TV, before movies, when I'm sure that people cared a lot less because they weren't presented with it. This is what the idea of real beauty is. And then you get people who are told and sold to you as this is what perfection is. This is what, you know, the people who look like this are the people who get jobs doing this thing that you think is cool and you'd like to have that same job. This is what you want to see. And it, it, it falls mo mainly on women, but men, I know Bob Barker, for example, had to, he dyed his hair for the Ooh, longest yeah. time. And then one day he just stopped and went gray, came back for a new season. And people loved it. And maybe that changed the game a bit. But there's always this idea you need to look a certain way. I also think that with standard definition television before we got into HD, you could get some of these procedures and you didn't see them as much on TV. Yeah. Now with HD, people are still doing it. But it just looks – it's not hidden because you have so much uh, definition in the TV. It's like, whoa. Sure. But it's become normal. That's now that's what we expect our people on TV to look like creatures coming out. Have of you a ever swamp. seen someone in person with crazy looking surgery face? Yeah, I, sure. I, nothing's coming to mind specifically. I come across a lot of people. I've seen people on the train who are crazy, but there's all types of crazy. So, but I mean like you stop cataloging it in your memory. So I'm thinking of Farah Abraham. Do you know who that is? That was the uh, teen mom. Right. And have you seen her the way that she looks? Well, she got into porn, right? Well, sort of. Or was that just she a one-off? She pretended to make a sex tape that... That was leaked? That she, that she like, I don't even think that she it was under like the sort of storyline that it was leaked. I think it was, I made this for fun and I'm putting it out. Like, I don't think she got into porn. So she just but did But it this. was with a porn star. <laughs> but it was a thing. It was more of a publicity. Yes, it was a stunt. publicity thing. But she looks like... I mean, like... How old is she? Or <sighs> was she when she even started this? Because this I don't know is, how old she was. This is one of those things that someone's already young. They're young and they look good. Right. And they still feel the need to look differently. And what is driving that? Where is that coming from? Why is that happening? Um. Okay, so she's 20... I'm sorry, she's uh, 27. Now. So, now. and she's probably looked crazy for five, six years at this point. 
Oh my god, she is like cuckoo crazy looking. It's a shame. Is there any going back for her? No, you can't go back. She's got new teeth. All I right. mean, that's what I that's what I'm asking. Is it so far gone? Would it? Why? Why would you do this? I just looked up Farah Abraham, and I knew she was before, but I'm looking for the most recent photo. Yeah. It just you can't even. It doesn't even look like you can move. It looks like you're wearing. You ever wear clothes that are too tight and it's restrictive? That's what that face looks like to me. Yes. It's like I can't even move my own face. It's <laughs> horrible. This is I look good. You don't look good. You don't. You have a perpetual smile on your face, <laughs> which I guess is maybe a positive. I don't could, know. You, could you think about uh, <laughs> dealing with someone who's got the perpetual smile and they're angry and they want to frown at you, but they can't? So you're not reading their facial expressions. You lose well, that, I'm I'm sure. She's projecting to me, okay, so when someone's older, there's a little bit more context and maybe a little bit more understanding to that. But then when someone is young and looking like this, this is what you're talking about, where they end up looking like the forty seven year olds. Yeah, it just goes to that age. Like Kim Zolciak. I don't know who Kim, that is. Kim Zolciak from uh Real Housewives of Atlanta and he was like there was a tiny moment where she and like uh, Southside Steve were getting together. Oh, yes, that one. Yeah. She is only just now turning 40. And she's looked like she's 40 for the past 10 years. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, my God. Kim, we're going to look that up. And I'm looking her up now, too. I'm sharing the screen with you. I think it's it bothers me. And her daughters look just like her now. Like they're they're both of her daughters are are getting um lip injections and so they're you know 20 years old and, and younger the oldest i think is 20 maybe and she looks just like her mom and so what are you saying you look 40 also it bothers me that this is the state of things because you can't if you're doing this you don't actually like yourself right i'm not saying you hate yourself i'm right. just saying there's something weighing on you that you don't like about yourself and that over time takes a toll if you're constantly worrying about your looks and you feel the need to compulsively get more surgery to keep up with whatever image you've created in your mind of perfection, that can't be a healthy mental state to be in. No, it can't. And again, I'm you're assuming a lot of things because I'm not in this position. So maybe it's not fair of me to just you know assess uh, all these people and put them under one umbrella. But I, I, I feel like it's a safe bet to say that this is a struggle that has to be tiring. Well, when you focus so heavily on one aspect of you, then it becomes probably all-encompassing, right? You like, become obsessive. That, look, I battled with this a bit. I've talked about this, I, don't, I think, with you. Uh, the fact that in, in middle school, someone told me I had a right. Jew nose. I didn't even know what that meant at that time. I, did, I was just, what does that mean? And then you find out it means you have like a big nose and... I'm half Jewish and then there's more layers to it. And it's like, well, why is that even a bad? So I pressed the bridge of my nose for years. I would just press it as hard as I could. And it got to the point where I put some curling weights on it and it broke. I heard the snap. I broke my own nose because I came so obsessed with this offhand comment <laughs> that someone made. Also, the same thing with my teeth because I refused to have my wisdom teeth taken out. And I was convinced my bottom teeth were crowding. I was like, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. So I used to bite styrofoam. And I would look at the styrofoam, then I would keep it, and then I would bite another piece of styrofoam a couple weeks later and compare to see. <laughs> this is obsessive behavior. And wow. it, I, like, the fact I lived, I was tired constantly. So I can understand some of what drives this, <clears throat> and it's maybe not the same for everyone, uh, but it can get to the point where it's not healthy behavior. And, yeah, so and, and it's it, like it only comes from this idea, though, that other people are going to look at you and say, ugh. That's the only thing, because what do I care if I have crowded teeth? Ultimately, if they're functioning, they're not <laughs> falling out. Right. What do I care if I had a little bump on my nose? It's like what? It only comes from this idea that society is going to reject you if you don't look a certain way. It's no way to live. Does it really come from society? Because could it just be that you don't like it about yourself? No, it came from it being presented negatively. Someone said. Oh, Jew knows to me in a like that disgusted tone. Yeah. And that took it. If they're like, oh, I really like your Jew nose. That's a totally different thing. Then you don't go break your own nose. 
It comes from, and it's just, it, it's bothersome that someone had that much power over me. Yeah. But I was also in middle school when you're already things we, uh, are awful and you don't understand who the hell you are or what right. you're doing in this world. So, you know, I had more of an impact then, but for it to carry over and, and people carry it with them, I carried it with the two years. That's enough. People to do this for decades out of their life. I feel for them. I don't want you think, going down that road. I think too that uh, I always, uh, sometimes when I get a haircut, like I get super focused on whether it was good or bad. And if I think it wasn't very good, then I think about it a lot and think, I, 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 like, oh, it's it's bad and people can see that it's bad because I notice bad haircuts on other people or bad color or something. And so people are probably noticing that about me and I don't want that or whatever. And so I always think about if I ever got something done. Um, so for example, there's someone I follow on Instagram who got some Botox and um, is a drag queen. And at, he said he really liked it at first, but as it settled in, when he would raise his eyebrows, it made this weird line, like a, sort of like the Joker, like it only rose up on like the arch of his eyebrow when he raised it and so it like made a big crease when he would raise his eyebrows and I was when he said that he was fine with it he was like that's a little bit weird but it'll go away blah 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 blah. if that was me that's all I would focus on is now I have this weird thing in my face and I can't get away from it and now how do I fix it I has to just like wear off I can't go back and have them do something else because then what if that makes another thing look weird or what if they inject me here and do that and then I don't like it and then when I smile, I look like real weird, like I don't have teeth or who knows. I, I think that I would freak myself out if I got it would have to be, you know, the perfect experience every time, because if it wasn't perfect, I wouldn't be able to live with for months of having this weird feature on my face. All I would want to do is go back to the way it was like control Z. I just want to undo that. Well, that's a and risk. So, that's a yeah. risk that you run. And I don't know what the percentages of are coming out perfect all the time. I don't really know anything about Botox. I, how long does it last? I don't, maybe six months. So it does fade maybe. away. It does. Botox especially fades away. Fillers what is it? Take some time. Botulism. What is Botox? It's, it's botulism and it, it, um, I think it, does it freeze the muscle? No. Does it relax the muscle or does it? freeze the muscle so it's, it doesn't it, move it's something that you hear constantly but i have no clue i've never really read about it what is botox a drug prepared from the bacterial toxin botulin uh, used medically to treat certain muscular conditions and cosmetically to remove wrinkles by temporarily paralyzing facial muscles <laughs> like Paralyze, paralyzing your face with a bacteria yeah a bacteria well a bacterial toxin Wow. Yeah. This is the, Isn't that weird? This is the way to go, huh? But this now is what we're there doing. are other things that we have found, you know, that instead of it, it, just because it's for an aesthetic reason, we poo poo it. But I mean, penicillin is a fungus that we ate. And that's, it, that's true. You know, so it's just something by choice. When you're yes. doing that by choice, I'm, I'm putting this bacterial toxin in my body by choice. Penicillin's like, ah, I'm going to die and I need this thing. To, yeah. to kill this other thing that's killing me. It is, I think that's why we dismiss it. Right. And again, if someone wants it, I what do I care? It's just, it's it's me passing judgment on society and then assigning what other people are thinking to them. I completely, could be completely off base here. But I'm doing the same thing. I'm judging because like I said, on paper, I don't want these things. I don't want fillers or Botox or lip fillers or whatever. But I think about it. And for me, like I said, my sort of stopping point is getting uh, like a chemical. But like, I feel like that's acceptable. Whereas other people would say, well, I feel like it's totally acceptable to get Botox as long as it's, you know, it's preventative. Like you do it just little bits and it's, you know, you don't go overboard. Blah, blah, but blah. what's but it I preventing? Aging. It's preventative. <clears throat> it's preventing aging. Yeah. But it's not. It's masking it's not it's aging. masking aging. Aging's still happening. It's a natural process. But if you want to make your... I'm just playing devil's advocate. You want to make yourself look better. Or like, um, after breastfeeding, my boobs are different. And so I want to get a breast lift. Or I want to get um, small implants so that they look like they used to. Are we judging that? 
I would ask why again. Stuffing silicone into stuffing a ball of silicone under the muscles of your, on your chest. If it's done properly under the muscle. If it's <laughs> yep. just if it's done cheaply, just shove it in there. I yep. guess they <laughs> remove those when the person dies. I always used to have this idea of a body being in a coffin in the skin uh, disintegrating and just revealing the implants just sitting with, there on top of a, a rib cage, but they remove them, right? Not, I don't think so. When you're buried in a casket, if you're, um, if you're cremated, then they do. Okay. Well, they well, remove all kinds of stuff. They remove like, Oh no. Oh, uh, pacemakers they take out cause they'll explode in the oven. I mean, makes sense. I'm just thinking about the actual act of cremation and how strange that is. Have you seen a video of it ever? It's disturbing. Uh, it's disturbing. Even though the person seen like a video of cremation. Yeah, there was a video. They left the the door open so you could see, and uh, the bodies because it's dead. It's stiff, but to see a stiff body on fire, like the arms in the air. The one I saw, the arms were straight up for some reason. Yeah. And it was weird. It was horrifying. It was haunting. <laughs> I thought about it for days. There's a really great channel that I really, really like. I forget. I'm going to find it really quick. Hold on. <laughs> well, we can go back while you're looking for that. I want you to answer. Are we judging if you have, you know, work done to your breasts? I Only if they look bad. <laughs> who am I to judge? I think I am oh, judging. No, no. Like I, I, I judge plenty. On our show. I judge, but my judgment doesn't have to mean anything yeah i judge plenty i've been judging this whole show and then i feel guilty about it but why the reason i guess or the question is why would you want the procedure for yourself because you want your breasts to look like they did before you had children and breastfed but what is driving that you want to look good for travis your husband you want to look good for yourself okay yeah i, I you know i don't know why i draw a distinction if you want to look good because people you don't know are judging, then I'd say no. That's a stupid reason. I guess that's the thing is that you have to think about why you're doing it and then decide if that's healthy or not. It's it's very gray, the whole thing. But I think a lot of people are in denial. A lot of people like Kim Zolciak or whoever be like, I'm doing it for me because I want to look like this. Because, yeah, but she's doing it because she has a career in the public eye. And thinks that she needs to look a certain way, which maybe she does need to look a certain way because then maybe that career is going to be But she doesn't. There are people that, that can look like they care about like looking fancy and looking good without looking crazy and looking like a blow-up doll. Well, some people... But those, okay, so those people too, like the people like Farah Abraham or, or Kim Zolciak or even the way that um, Pamela Anderson used to be. And she really she went female. back on quite what? a bit. She went back. That's and so right. did Courtney Cox, right? Recently. Courtney Cox. She went back. She got a lot of her fillers um, disintegrate, not disintegrate, dissolved. Because she was looking too plumped up. And her her um when 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 you put injections in, they have you smile and stuff, but they also have you at rest because when you're at rest, that's when things are sort of like falling down. And so when they put those fillers in, it does tighten up. But then when you smile, it all comes up and it makes, you know, their eyes look all crazy. Yeah, it's the and clown it, face. Yeah. Like the cat lady. The cat, if you don't know who the cat lady is, you got to look her up because she's wild. She's looking. the one who modified her whole body to look like a cat. No, she just accidentally. Oh, she did by accident. There are people who've done that. It's actually a guy, I think, who's yes, modified I've his whole that guy. And those people. Now that's, that's a whole different. That's a whole different. I'm on board with that because but that person's are? that person's not doing anything for anyone other than themselves. That's yeah, not to impress society. Maybe it is. Maybe you want no, attention. Push the, uh, people away. Okay, but still, that's not. Hey, there's an image that everyone says that I should keep. You may be rejecting that whole notion completely and you go to the extreme opposite end, but that person is doing it because they want to look like a cat or, no, or the lizard that. man it's who gets the fork tongue. It's because they want to look like a cat. I, it's, <laughs> no, it's because they're trying to say, I am so far removed from society. Like that's saying something. I'm okay with that because no, that person wants okay. to remove no, themselves that, from that society. That is unhealthy. They want to, sure, completely outcasting yourself from from society yes. is maybe not the best move but that is their choice they're this it's not following 
an idea of what people think they should look like. It's a complete rejection of that idea. And that's the same, the same, the, the, the different side of the same coin. That's exactly what that is. So to me, that's I feel true. the same way about it. That's true. But I don't mind that as much. It's like, all right, you want to do that? You want to be the lizard man and get a forked tongue? You want to slit your pupils? Uh, so they're not round anymore? People did. They didn't do that. Did I don't they? know if that's a real procedure. They wear contacts. They must work. No one's slitting their people. But the, the the cat person got implants into the skin so you can so you can screw in the whiskers. Yikes! It's a very strange thing. I think that he's gay, right? And he's in a relationship. <laughs> I've, I think I've seen something about him. Yeah, I mean he's he's out there. I mean, meaning he, there's pieces written on him. You can find yeah. plenty on the cat man. <clears throat> so what's the cat lady you're talking about? She is. Uh, I don't know. She's just a woman who is sort of a socialite and she got like crazy accidental sort of crazy work done probably when it wasn't as uh, streamlined as it is now. Um, and so that's, that's, that's what she did. I'm going to look her up and I'm going to share the screen with you. <laughs> this is a lot. Guys, you got to join us on our Google hangout so you can see what I'm talking about. Just look up the cat lady right now. Look at this before and after. I know. A very pretty lady. But I mean, this is obviously like in the 60s. It doesn't matter. A lot picture. of the times, the people who go extreme too are already good looking. Maybe there's a fear of losing that those looks because they've benefited so much their whole lives. Like rich people uh, have a fear of losing their money, no matter how right. much they have. And again, it's a generalized statement, but it's been at least noted that quite a few of them, when they get money, there's a fear of losing it. Even though it's like, how could you, you have so much, you'll never need money again in your life. So maybe it's the same thing here. You have the looks, and you're afraid for them to go away. It's yeah, just a I shame. What's that? It's just a shame with this lady. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of times, too, a, a beautiful woman can have some features that, um, like a strong jawline, um, high cheekbones, stuff like that. I think that when you're beautiful and young, those things are striking. And then as you get older and you try and use surgery to fix those things, those things be, get more amplified and then you look too plump. It, it, I'm sure it's a difficult thing to deal with though, as you're getting attention for your looks until the day you're not, or that starts to fade. It's like, wow, yeah. this thing used to get me so much attention and now it's disappearing. Well, that didn't happen with Carrot Top. Now you're looking at Carrot Top now in this picture. Yeah. Well, he's gotten the surgery, right? People oh, think he yeah. has. Yeah, but I don't know what Carrot Top's deal is because he was never good looking. <laughs> he got real buff. Yeah, I know. He worked out. <laughs> I don't know what this. And those... then just started pulling things back. Yeah. I. Who knows what's going on in that brain? That wasn't to save the career. It didn't work. <laughs> it if, didn't work. If, if that was the attempt with Carrot Top, <laughs> it didn't save anything. Oh, yikes. We're just staring at these photos now on our podcast. I know. I'm sorry. We'll post a picture of this with us. <laughs> I mean, it's good to look at, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And the fact that we ventured into... Oh, look, I see that YouTube video. How do chem chemical peels... Autumn's sharing her screen with me now. So I see that she's been watching a YouTube video. Well, I did video. some research. How they work and which is best for you. Oh, yeah. Was this in the name of research for the show? It was. Dr. Sarah Tonks. She has a great accent. You should watch her videos. Um, she talks a lot about um, she she talks about celebrities and uh, what they've done and how they're doing it and what she does and it's interesting. She's an she's an an aesthetic a doctor of aesthetics oh an aesthetic physician based in Knightsbridge, London. Well, I'll watch the videos just because I want to hear that accent. On my phone, I've got Siri set up in a British accent. Oh, do you? I used to have it as New Zealand. And we lived on uh, Conti Road, and she would always say, like, take a left on Conti Road. Oh, you loved that. You laughed every time, right? I did, Conti Road. It doesn't, it doesn't get old. <laughs> the other thing I was talking about when you, um, uh, we were talking about cremation, there's a YouTuber called Ask a Mortician, and she's a mortician in California. She does a lot of green services like green burials which is really really interesting but she answers a ton of questions and um has really cool videos about 
Oh, look, ask a mortician, hip, knee, and breast implants. There's a video right there for you, Greg. I'll watch that one later to see what happens yeah. after. I like the way she's adopted the mortician look. You would look at her and you know, what, what career do you think she's up to? I know. Mortician. <laughs> but she doesn't look gothic or anything, gothic or yeah, anything. But it looks like that's her job, the black hair especially. Yeah. Which I like. And she has a very deeper voice and she's really interesting. She grew up in Hawaii. All right, I'll watch some of these. I want to know what happens. But after someone dies, too, think about it. It's very important. I don't know if this is spelled out in a will or if this is the family's wishes or just if we've accepted this as normal. But if you're being buried and you're on display, it's very important that you look good, right? So you just put the dead body there as it is so we can all see the reality of the situation. It's like this is what it looks like when you're dead. That's something that maybe if we did that as a society, we would be more comfortable with aging because it would just be a process that we see happen naturally around us all the time. But we don't do that. I mean, we're very, very removed from death. I know we are. And I think that's what drives my fear because nobody just goes around pretending it's not real or fighting it in indirect ways. You can't, I mean, you can't, there's no real direct fight, I guess, against death, but... (laughs) Instead of coming out and saying, oh, I'm trying to look young because I'm scared of dying. It's just like, I'm just... What? Yeah, I want to look good. I want to look good. That's the non-complete thought. That's what that is. Okay. person who doesn't have anything to say, but they're trying to say something. Yeah, like, ask, ask me why, why I'm going to get Botox. Why are you going to get Botox? Face it, it's going to happen. And if you're dead, crumpled, wrinkled, dried out, stiff bodies in a casket and it's not wearing lipstick, that's okay. I think that's a fine thing. Or even, um, so on this Ask Mortician, she talks about how the sort of procedures that a less green approach takes to closing the mouth of a person because their mouths don't, their mouths hang open because they're dead. And there's all these weird sewings and and things. She she, she demonstrates how to, how she used to do it, um, and it is crazy. She said, "Really, what all we do at our thing is we put a rolled up towel under their chin and just keep it closed." In, in a casket, they put a rolled up towel. No, she do, they don't use caskets. Oh, the, this is the green mortician. This is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's yeah, natural. Okay. It is interesting, though, like a lot of people don't consider their options when it comes to having babies and their birth options. And people don't think about their death options either. There's there's a ton of things that you can do between traditional embalming, burial in the ground in a casket and cremation. There's a ton of things outside those things and in between those. Oh, you can go to one of those gardens where your body deteriorates naturally. And then, That's what and I want to do. Then police study it so they know. And oh, you know, not med- Medical professionals will study it so they can figure out it's in you know, South the process. It's in South Carolina or something. Yeah, and they know if they find a body, they, they can determine like how long it's... we're going to put you in a barrel of oil. That's not, Those aren't the only people who <laughs> use it, but that is one of those options. Like there's just a garden, they throw the body there and then it's studied as yeah. it decomposes and is that do- donating your body to science is that the same thing i i mean there's that's a whole different thing right well it's not a whole different thing that's just a wide thing I, i'm right. sure that is part of that umbrella donating your body to science would be hey here's my body and you can watch it decompose and study it and understand things more but you know there was a woman who was sliced millimeter by millimeter did a cross section of her whole body <laughs> frozen that was this was what her wish was Wow. She visited the lab of the doctor who was going to do it, and she would go there. She became very annoying because she was a lonely old lady, and she did it every single day and bothered the people, but then she would go talk to the classes about it. Then she died, and they froze her body, and this machine took millimeter slices and did her whole body cross-sections. That way they could upload it onto uh, computers, and medical students could study it. Wow. I've got a siren. What would they learn from that versus an MRI? Well, because this is actual imaging of the body. I, the MRI is a computer imaging of the body, right? It's just taking... Okay. That's an ambulance, by the way. It's not a fire engine? That's not a fire engine. That's an ambulance. <laughs> just in case you were wondering. There's someone listening. Oh, it's like people who can um, tell what kind of train is going by? I know what kind of trains are coming, and the, the subway here runs trains, really? f- trains from different decades, and I can tell you. No. Yes, I can tell you which train is coming by the And that comes from wisdom, which comes from aging. You can't get gain wisdom without aging. 
And you know what? Uh, on your face, when you have lines and wrinkles, it just shows that you've lived a life. Yes, it's like a tree and it's rings. The more That's wrinkles right. you have, the smarter you are. So This person must know something. If you I get... shouldn't discount them because they look like an old bag. <laughs> if, you, if you have no wrinkles because you had Botox, you're not a smart person. That's... You know what? I might assume something like that because you care more you care so much about how you look that's the thing okay we'll wrap up soon but i i think that's the thing that i think about when i see comedians like sarah silverman who is either a vamp a vampire or just has gotten some subtle work done to her face she's doing a good job keeping it up because she looks great but there's no way that she hasn't aged since 2003. Maybe she has long telomeres. You ever read about telomeres? No. Maybe it's pronounced telomeres. Uh, if you have long telomeres, you age a little more slowly. What are telomeres? They're... Sea what's, telephones? What's the... Telephones I don't from know, the sea? The best way to sum it up, in my own words, is going to be wrong. Um, there's strands that hold information for the reduplication of cells. And over time, they shorten. So if you have a longer one, that information is there for a longer time, if that Interesting. makes sense. But that's, that's like a stupid Greg way of saying it. Stupid Greg. It's a compound structure at the end of a chromosome, um, oh. a repetitive nucleotide sequence at the end of a chromosome, which protects the end of the chromosomes from deterioration or from fusion with neighboring chromosomes. But it's something there. The longer this is, the more it protects the chromosome. Maybe that's where you know, the DNA and the sequence, who knows? Anyway. You want to think, read about it. It is interesting. How do you how do you test to see how long or short your 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 telomeres you are? You can't really, but people who have more freckles and moles tend to have longer telomeres. <gasps> what? Yes. But you're also subject uh to skin cancer at a higher rate if you have more freckles and moles. So there's a well, trade off. Does that have to do with be having telomeres? Well, no, but I'm saying there's a there's a benefit, but there's also you know okay. A risk involved. That's why I don't um, go in the sun. I, have... I think I'd, I think I'd like to wrap it up by saying, this show is all about our opinions and yes, maybe some judgment. But like I've said before, I don't feel like my judgment has any more weight than anybody else's opinion or judgment when it comes to certain things like this. So if you're out there and you're listening and you've gotten Botox and fillers and you want to get some breast implants or you have them already, Godspeed, whatever. Yeah, there's no judgment on the person directly. But I would like to say that you don't, you know, you may feel better about doing it, but you wouldn't lose people by not doing it. Well, you may lose some people, but those are probably people you'd be better off without. Exactly. I think the sooner you can, whatever's driving it, but in my, it, all I can do is say, if I were to do this, what would be the reasons I did it? And that would be because I felt like there was some pressure from society. And the sooner that can be dismissed and you don't care what other people think, and then the better life you're going to have. It just alleviates a lot of worry and anxiety and stress if you stop caring so much. Like, it doesn't mean stop caring about yourself and stop presenting yourself in a respectable manner, but certain things like that's self-respect this is oh this person's going to think that i'm old if i don't who cares yeah who cares and maybe that kind of attitude can only come with age as i say and for now but when i start balding it'll all change oh boy <laughs> i guess i've never thought about it because i have so much hair yeah but if i were to bald i don't know it depends on the age if it happened now especially i would i would freak out i think yeah see I would just go completely bald at that point. Shave it like Bruce Willis style? Yeah. I mean, if it gets to a certain point. Anyway, well, maybe one day that'll happen. We can cross that bridge when it does. Okay. It'll be the episode called I'm Balding. I'm Balding. It's going to be crying and panic the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, you can find me online at everywhere on social media at auto prits p-r-i-t-t-s we have <clears throat> we have a facebook page that's really just like a i don't know a show page there isn't a fan page or anything yet because people ask for one but i don't want to have to manage it because i'm really not good at managing it i'm already managing two plus two equals four and i'm pretty shit at that so uh 
<laughs> if somebody wants to make a fan page, I would gladly uh, participate in it, but I don't want to make it. And um, but yeah, you can find us everywhere online. Um, at one topic, we're on Podbean. Uh, we have on iTunes. Please rate, review, um, subscribe. And what was the other thing? Oh, uh, uh, Spotify. We're on Spotify now. Greg got us on there, and uh, we've had one listen so far. So thank you to whoever that was. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks <laughs> for listening. One Spotify person. Yep, we, that's why we do it. It's for that one Spotify person. So appreciate that. Um, Greg, you have anything else to say? No. Okay. Maybe one thanks. day I'll rejoin Facebook, but as of now, no. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next week. <laughs>